Welcome, welcome everyone to the Simon Dan podcast, the place where science and conspiracy collide. It's episode 30, episode 30, that's incredible. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, a quick request from everyone who's a, a long-time listener of the podcast. If you haven't yet given us a review, please, please do. It helps the podcast enormously uh, and share it as well if you can. That'd be great as well. But to all those people who have been here from the beginning, thank you very much. Um, joining me again this week is, of course, the most popular guy called Cats on his street. In case you didn't know, or by some miracle he forgets to mention it, he's currently writing a science te- textbook. It's Cats. Oh. It would help if I uh, had the volume turned up on the jingle. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm doing really well. Uh, very well. Are you enjoying the sun? Um, yes and no. I don't know what it is. I I love going on holiday and I love a hot country, but as soon as it's hot at home, I just, I moan a lot, to be honest. I I love it. I love it. I can't, uh, I can't stay indoors. We get, we get it so rarely, don't we? We get well, it so rarely. To be I feel fair, like we're going to make the most of it. You are pretty much like, you're near, you're, you would be regarded as near, if we're in, um, if we were in Game of Thrones land, do you, watch, do you watch Game of Thrones? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you'd be near the wall, wouldn't you? I am. It's, it is pretty chilly up here. Yeah. It, and is, I, it is pretty chilly I'll and rainy d- and wet. Yeah, and I'll be down in... Um, uh, where did Oberon come from? The, the hot place. Oh. I'll be down I know there. know what you mean. Yeah, wherever that is. All the Game of Thrones fans are like, I can't believe you don't know it! <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, you're, you are a fair few uh, a fair few degrees more north, aren't you, than me? Just north of Manchester, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, but yeah. So when it's sunny, mate, I like to make the most of it. Yeah, but th- to be fair, it's been South Coast has been blitzing recently. Last couple of weeks, mm. like twenty nine to thirty degrees for about a week at least. Um, and you get all the all the Americans are like twenty nine degrees. Is that it? <laughs> uh, I don't know if you saw that video of the the girl and she was like, all the Brits are moaning about hot weather, and she she. Uh, converted 29 degrees into Fahrenheit. It was like 88 or something. They're like, are they joking? <laughs> 88 degrees Fahrenheit. <laughs> We're so bad, aren't we? It's tropical for me. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. No, it is, it is good to be fair. Um, anyway, mate, flat. We've got some. Flat, I've got some flat Earth news for you. And obviously, we knew about the um, the Virgin Galactic, uh, the Virgin Galactic flight with uh, Sir Richard Branson, yeah. and obviously. Um, Jeff Bezos went up as well, didn't he, in Blue Origin, which was great. Mm-hmm. However, I have since seen a little bit of a, uh, a response video from the Globebusters. Have you seen it yet? I ha- I thought they had all the stuff hidden behind a paywall. Are they still that, putting stuff out on the normal channel? They are doing that, yeah. But this was this happened to be up on their normal channel. So, and so I've grabbed it already because I'm going to do a, a Flat Earth Friday on it. But essentially, this is why you and I will never be out of a job, Right. Because they've come to the conclusion, the Globebusters, during this video, that not only will a spaceship window curve the Earth, but your eye will curve the Earth as well. So there's nothing we can do for people like that, is there? (laughs) I mean, I saw some people predicting something like this before they even went up. You know, that when actual civilians are on these flights... Doesn't it doesn't matter what you see because it will be some sort of weird trickery with the window or some weird optical effect that they'll just invent, you know? And we're at the point now where you 
you can't claim to have seen anything because yeah you just can't trust anything you see yeah you know that that's what they're basically saying now absolutely uh, it just it just shocked me that uh that they went as far to say that your eye would distort an image enough to make something that looks flat curved well, it's, a, it's an Eric DeBay thing, and Dell's been saying it a lot from Beyond the Imaginary Curve, you know, having eyes that are round. And, you know, I think he's had, he's had Gavon, who's a guest who... Oh, Gav, yeah. He, he's, he's a bit of a mathematician, or I think he's got a degree in physics from, from a long time ago. You know, and he's tried to explain it. And, of course, it you know, it's all nonsense, but it is something that's been doing the rounds for a bit. And to me, it's an admission. If, if you're going as far as to say, well, the eyes make, make it look like things go over the horizon or there's curvature... What you're basically admitting is things do go over the horizon and there is curvature. We've just got to come up with a soundbite yeah. to to pass it yeah, away. Absolutely. And and I just I just thought no matter what we do, even if we got even if somehow we all crowdfunded enough for them to go up in the Virgin Galactic uh flight, they would still come back and say the window distorted it, my eye distorted it. I think it would literally have to take them being far enough to way away to see the ball against the black of space. That's how far away they'd have to be, wouldn't they, to, to believe it? Oh, yeah. Because it's, and even then... Oh, sorry, go I, I was just going to say, because your eye will never distort it into a ball, would it? No, no. <laughs> but even then, if they did that, whoever they sent up, how, however prominent they are, whether it's Eric Dubay or Mark Sargent or whoever they sent up, when they come down and said, oh, okay, we were wrong, instantly they'll have... They'll have been an actor all yeah. along. They'll have been in yeah. on it, yeah. or they've been bought off, or or they'll have been substituted with some kind of clone. Yeah, yeah. And the other one I think of is uh, they would have been put in some sort of hypersleep and believed to be- that they've done it, and then woken up, and then they think they've done it when they haven't. It'd be something, mm. something like that. There'd, yeah. there'd be something. But yeah. Anyway, mate, we're doing a Q and A this week. We've not done thirty episodes, and we haven't done one Q and A. Uh, I couldn't believe it, to be honest. I thought I thought we'd have done one by now. No, well, it's a good time, isn't it? Nice yeah. round number. Yep, yeah, it's a good one. So what I, I asked, uh, I put out on Twitter and, and, the, and the Facebook page for uh, some questions to be sent in for us. Uh, and, and people have responded. Uh, we've got over 80 questions. Apologies if we don't get to yours, because um, we probably won't have time to do all of them. Uh, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to read them out in uh, the, the appropriate ones anyway, in uh, order of that they were sent in. So the first one is from Daniel. And he asked both of us, uh, what's the most ridiculous conspiracy theory you've ever come across? I'll let you go first. Oh, well, I've got to look at... Um, <clears throat> I won't name who it is because uh, I don't want to embarrass him, but there is a crater on the moon apparently called Arcturus, which is the uh, the remnants of a, an old giant tree that had been chopped down and it's responsible for everything in the solar system, uh, everything in the universe. And um, it's proof that the moon itself isn't solid it just reflects solidity from the sun, whatever that means. Um, and and it's the answer to all our problems. It's such a poor conspiracy theory. I don't even understand what it's trying to say. But that's mine. Yeah, that is a tough one. Um, and it is ridiculous. For me, it's, it's a little bit similar, but there's two that I kind of think of. One is the, that there were giants buried in the earth and that waterfalls are the, inch, are the remnants of the arteries of, the, of these giants. And the other was similar to your, what you're saying there, that the the big basalt structures were are, are remnants of old giant trees uh, that have been chopped down at uh, some point in the past. Uh, 
Um, I just, I can't get my head around how you can believe that. It's what, what I, I can't get my head around is when I hear these people, uh, debating these, it's all right to say, listen, I, I believe this, this is a story I believe, but people will go into actual debates as if they are going to come out the other end, the winner, like with zero evidence, but still, yeah. still go in and do it. They're so confident, aren't they? They really are confident. And, and, and what makes me laugh about that is you'll always get another one come along who are yeah. super confident again, saying, oh, you faced everyone, but you haven't faced me yet. And then they come on and then they talk about exactly the same stuff that everyone else has talked about. And the cycle repeats itself. Um, thank great, you, Daniel, yeah. for that one. Uh, Maisie Summers, uh, thank you for your question. Maisie says, for both of us again, have you noticed any fluctuations in the number of flurfs and theorists as a result of the changing political landscape, e.g. a rise in flurfs during Trump's time in office or a lessening after Biden took office? Difficult one because we're not really in the US. Um, hmm. they, I don't know. I don't really see a difference. What do you think? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. I was looking at Google Trends the other day, actually, and, you know, that tells me that there's been a steady drop-off for quite some time. So yeah. I suppose there hasn't been a boost, you know. The, the, but um, it is interesting. I think what's interesting about that is Trump did bring his own brand of interesting ideas, should we put it, um, that led to, you know, a lot of anti-vaxxers, a lot of people thinking the coronavirus was a hoax, etc. Yeah. So yeah. I think the political landscape has, has definitely increased number of conspiracy theorists, Perhaps not flat earth, though. No, 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 not flat, not flat earth. And it's difficult to answer that question here in the UK, isn't it? Because mm. it's not. I mean, whilst politics is is fairly big here, it, I don't think it it is as big in America. It, it seems to be. I don't know what, how you feel about it, but in America, you are you class yourself normally as a Republican or a Democrat, and that's it. Over here, I mean, I think I've voted for three different parties in the last. 10 years because mm -hmm. I tend to vote for uh, policies mm -hmm. and not parties that's it they are very from you know I've never been over but from what I gather um, they are very very loyal and almost yeah. supporters rather than you know voters you know I support him I, yeah. you know and, and you know I guess what I'm saying is we're not as strongly tied to politics over here are we as they are in the US yeah yeah oh, absolutely yeah uh, next one comes from James Rees. Thank you for your question. This is for me. Uh, what is your opinion on humans potentially colonising other planets such as Mars? Do you think the risks of such voyages are too great at this current point? Uh, bonus question. Do you think humans on Mars will believe that Mars is flat and have heated debates with flat Earthers since they can observe each other's spherical planets? Um, I think, obviously, I do think that humans will visit Mars. Absolutely. Potentially in our lifetime or in my lifetime. Colonization, I think that's at least 200, 100 to 200 years away. Uh, what do you think? Is that too conservative? Well, I think it depends how much they're going to put them out. You know, if, if they set yeah. it as a goal, they set it as a target, I think it's too, but I don't think it's on the list of priorities oh, for no. colonization. It wouldn't be on that. But visiting, absolutely. Visiting mm. human on Mars has to be the next biggest thing in terms of space travel. But colonization, long, 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 long way away from that. Yeah. Uh, if it, if and when it does happen, I I don't think initially we'll have any obviously Mars uh, Mars flat earthers, Mar flat Marsers. 
but a couple of generations down the line, it wouldn't surprise me if people who are born on Mars end up having end up having those sorts of conversation. Wouldn't surprise me at all. It's inevitable, isn't it? It is yeah. inevitable. Yeah. Um, you know, wherever you get a collection of people, you're gonna you're gonna get a collection of uh, varied and interesting takes on reality. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there'll be all sorts of conspiracy theorists on Mars. Um, uh, who have we got next? Uh, question for you, cats, from sexy bearded Viking wizard, the badass Aussie. I'm sure I've seen him in the super chat before. Um, it seems that the majority of flat earthers and conspiracy theorists are religious. Do you think it would benefit them to attend the same kind of therapy that cultists require when transitioning away from these beliefs? Oh, God. Yeah, Good what a question. great idea. Um, I mean, I don't know whether I like the idea of... I don't ever like the idea of that. I mean, I, if somebody's wrapped up in a cult, um, you know, a, a really harmful uh, cult, then I can see the need for drastic measures to pull them away from that. I'm not yeah. sure that I'd just put someone in the same boat just because they happen to be religious, you know, even though their religion is is leading them to think the earth is flat. Or I, I, I wouldn't put it in the same boat. So maybe the benefit from it, maybe not, but I, I don't think it's something I'd I'd be too comfortable with pushing yeah, on them. It's a bit, it's a bit of um, it's a bit of a, a bit of a moral issue there, isn't there, on that one? Mm. Uh, thanks for the question, anyway. Uh, Alex Hinder, thank you. Question for me: At what point did you decide to go after flat earthers and prove them wrong? What was the tipping point that said to you, "Enough is enough"? Many thanks and keep doing the videos. Um, well, when I first started, I decided just to take on all sorts of uh, conspiracy theories. And my first video was a, a video on D Marble, who is obviously a flat earther. And then my second video was on a guy called M Benz. Do you remember him? He's, he's left the scene now. Mm, yeah. Um, and I kind of got tied up into that. And then I just kept finding more and more and more. And I thought, I'm just going to carry on with this for a bit and see how it goes and then three and a half years later and every friday i think every friday without exception i've released a video about flat earth um so i didn't really decide to go after them straight straight away i just fell into it and carried on doing it and then it wasn't till after about eight or nine months that i decided to do the other conspiracy theories on a tuesday um so yeah it was a little bit of a an accident um Gareth Evans, thank you very much. Question for Cats. Do any of your students watch your channel? And do any of your science lessons feature topics which you have talked about on the channel? I can imagine your students responding to questions about planetary sciences with, Sir, you should show this to Sleeping Warrior. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, uh, some of the students uh, do watch the channel. Uh, it's not something I recommend for them, but um, it just kind of got out in the school I was working at that, you know, I had that channel. So some of the kids watched it. Um, and it was great and they'd laugh about it for about two weeks and then the novelty died away to be honest and yeah. they moved on to other things so um it doesn't really come up every now and then i'll use if i'm teaching something like if i'm teaching refraction i like to use the chicago skyline yes. garage yeah, yeah. and talk about how some people think that's proof the world is flat it's a nice little hook yeah, to get definitely. kids interested but it's yeah it's not really a, a big thing in my teaching now no it's so weird um that's the student-teacher relationship when they realise that a teacher has a life outside of school. Um, mm. They they yeah. just don't perceive it, do they? It's like, you're, you're a teacher, you're only existing in this school, and to me, you don't have anything else. And then they see you outside of school or something, doing something that they wouldn't expect. And it's just, 
like, like incomprehensible to them. It's like, wow, he was in the supermarket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was, yeah. Um, Marco Smith, a couple of questions from Marco Smith. First one's for you. We've seen a number of YouTube channels that support the Globe side. Who impresses you most and why? Oh, um, well, obviously I'm going to say Simon Dan. Um, <laughs> new, new channels, well, new channels. <laughs> New, oh, so yeah. new channels, right? Well, I was I was going to give Wolfie sixty twenty a big shout out. I just, I, but he, he's I think been around longer than all oh, of us. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so in terms of oh, in terms of the new channels, there's so so many, isn't there? Um, I'm trying to think who's new and who isn't now. Yeah, it's difficult. Um, new, 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 new. I suppose at the minute I'm going to have to say perspective because yeah, um, he's having he's having an impact. He's doing it in his own way, but he's having an impact. But in terms of just if, if I can answer it in terms of established channels, because there, there are so many new ones. I do I do like Wolfie sixty twenty. I think yeah. he's always on the money. I learn so much from oh, him when absolutely. he's talking about plane yeah. fights and he's very yeah, non- knowledgeable. So I mean, pilots are knowledgeable anyway, but he seems to be even more so, doesn't he? Oh, he's in, he's incredible. I mean, quite a, a range of different fields as well. So, yeah, um, if anyone's not seen, I'm sure you all know who Wolfie sixty twenty is, but. Um, yeah, I think he's 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 quite very quite good. good. Yeah, uh, I would, I'd give a special mention to uh, Rusty. You know, Rusty, Rusty Walker, Rusty Walker. Yes, like, he he's been around for ages, but he's hardly hardly anyone subscribes to him. But he he does such good commentary on things. Like he, but not only does he talk about flat earth, he talks about loads of other things as well. He will then sometimes. Uh, hash out like if say for example someone's debunked me or tried to debunk me or tried to debunk you he will then go and revisit that debunking video of us and kind of like mm. break that all down so Rusty Walker really really under subscribe channel definitely go and check him out uh, thanks Marco for that um, uh, here we go this is basically what we talked about earlier Dean Rizzotti thank you very much for a question for both of us do you think any flat earthers would ever accept a ticket on Richard Branson's Virgin Galactic knowing this would blow their theory apart well I think we half answered that earlier didn't we yeah yeah whether they accept the ticket or not, I'm sure some would but um, there'd be yeah there'd be some reason they've seen the curve wouldn't there yeah absolutely you know when they come down there'll be some deception behind it so yeah um irish demon how you doing buddy thanks very much for your uh question for both of us do you think youtube should have a system in place for creators who have shown that they have potential to grow to assist them in growing further for example algorithm boosts are a separate main homepage on youtube purely to promote smaller creators um what do you think i thought that's what um it it does anyway in terms of pushing out to, uh, to recommendations uh, I thought that was the way you know it use it uses things like watch time and, and yeah. percentage click through rate etc to decide how much it pushes you out. So um, something explicit, maybe it's, it's a good question. It's a good question. I there do, are a lot of good creators that don't get the chance. There are. I do like the idea of having that separate sort of homepage for uh, smaller creators who are just starting out. That's that's a mm. nice idea. Just like because you hit your main homepage and you've got all the big channels, people you often watch. But it'd be nice if they had something separate just to, you know, if you're looking for something new from smaller channels that you could quickly uh, look at, look across to. That would be a nice nice addition, I think. Or even like a filter, you know, as some yeah. sort of filter that I just want to see channels with less than 10,000 subscribers or, yeah. or whatnot. Yeah, 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 absolutely. 
Uh, thanks, Irish Demon, for that. Uh, Jamie Kemp, this is for both of you. Who is your favourite fiction author, or what is your favourite fiction book series? Um, you got one? Mate, I don't read books. Do you uh, not? At all. I, I've, I've, re- I've read two books in my adult life. Wow. Um, and they were both autobiographies. Uh, it's not that... It's not that I can't read. I just, Time. I can't sit down for that long. Yeah. I, I can't do it. I'd rather watch a video and pick up information that way. I, I just don't read books. I I read books, but I really don't read a lot of fiction. Uh, most of the books I read are, are non-fiction. I mean, I love the Game of Thrones series of books. Um, and I re- I've read I've read a bit of Tolkien. It's it's very, very boggy. If I mean, you watch the films and then you can think and go and read the books. But... There's about you could probably make another ten films with all the stuff in the books that isn't in the films. Wow. Um, but yeah, I read a lot of. I mean, I love I love all sorts of science based stuff. But I'm heavily into Bill Bryson at the moment. Uh, I think he'd be right up your street, Bill Bryson. Uh, he's a he, he's what, a travel. What does he do? He, he he wrote a book called um, A Short History of Nearly Everything. You've probably heard of it. So short here, short history of nearly everything. So he basically he's not really a scientist but he crams all of like history of of the universe into one book and it like really basic like layman sort of stuff but initially he was a travel writer and he just talks about his travels around the uk and america and he is hilarious like the comedy in it is brilliant i think i think you'd like it so if you ever get the time to read a book read a bill bryson travel book because it is brilliant i will thanks jamie kemp thank you um uh let's have a look there's a lot of kind of repeated questions um <laughs> question from dr peel says dan can you get me out of matt powell's backyard he's about to deflate me quick thank you very much for that <laughs> uh uh stuart gillingham says when are you going to be discussing the whole star wars saga on your podcast Now, when he says the whole Star Wars saga, does he mean the films or does he mean, awesome. and we might disagree on this, the abomination that uh, Kathleen Kennedy brought to Star Wars um, that is that is The Last Jedi? Well, I, I, I mean, I obviously love the originals. The originals are great. And mm. I actually did like the prequels. I thought the prequels were quite good. And I know they got, a lot of them got mm. slated. But the three that came after... I I kind of didn't want to I didn't want to try and compare them. So I just wanted to yeah. sit back and just enjoy them. <laughs> like enjoy the effects because obviously the really old ones didn't have the effects. Enjoy the effect. Yes, the stories weren't great, but I enjoyed the uh the effects and some of the acting in it from some of the actors. But yeah, they are they are weak compared to the other six, I think. They are. I think they all had though. Each each of the films, even the Last Jedi, uh, had some standout, amazing scenes within. Yeah. Them. I thought the opening scene to the Force Awakens is is probably up there with one of my favourite yeah. Star Wars scenes of all time. I thought it was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. You know. Yeah, no, I agree. There, are, you're right. There are there are some great great scenes, and like I say, I really like um, Oscar Isaac as an actor who played Poe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and he's going to be in Marvel stuff as well, isn't he? So, um, yeah, there's some great performances as well. But yeah, I think that we could—I'm sure we could do a two-plus-hour podcast on on that. 
Mm. Um, uh, let's have a look. Um, who would win in a spelling bee between Sai and Cats? I'm not, not me. I'm not. I'm not a great speller either. Like I, I've got better since my since I've since the homeschooling. I've been helping my year three son do his spelling, so I've got better because of that. But before that, I wasn't great. Um, here we go from a supportive listener. This is from for cats. Will you slip a few space commas in your new textbook? I'm not sure if you've told anyone or not that they're writing one. Sorry for spilling the beans. <laughs> what i was getting up to um you know i have slipped some i'm not slipped stuff in deliberately but some of the sections of it um it's been appropriate to put some of the things i've picked up while debating flat earth uh, for example when we talk uh, a page on uh motion relative motion etc and uh, i've got a nice little chapter in about the paris gun and how how the Germans had to account for the Coriolis effect when they nice, were aiming it, nice. etc. So yep. yeah, I like to sneak some of those things in. Nice, but no, no space commas. Well, the editing team <laughs> yeah, will, uh, yeah, would, would, yeah, they wonder what I was doing. You should circle it and like, leave this in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, totally not out in a beard. A question for cats. What's your favourite cat food brand? Uh, I'm going to have to say because it's been that long since I've had a cat my cats used to like whiskers yeah classic classic whiskers isn't it Um, Al's evil twin brother question for me what would you do if it turned out the earth was flat probably hide in a hole for about a week I think (laughs) (laughs) it wouldn't be good would it oh dear Uh, oh here go Al's good twin brother Dan what would you do if the major flat earthers realised the earth is round Um, I'd obviously be very happy very very happy yep. mm. um, uh, there seems to be a theme here not totally no owl in a furry costume question for cats how long would it take for cats to knock everything off a of flat earth uh, <laughs> 10 seconds 10 seconds <laughs> yeah. uh, oh here we go at what point do you both think that the flat earth movement actually started there must have been a point in history which started the belief, or was it people saying fake moon landings? Um, I've got a bit of an insight to that because I've been researching that quite a lot recently. Um, who started it and when? It goes back obviously quite a long time because you know there's the uh, the author writer Samuel Rowbottom who who kind of brought it back uh, more recently. Uh, then there was the the actual flatter the actual flatter society originally were serious. I don't think they are now, or uh, they don't. The, the main flatter distance themselves from the flatter society quite a lot, don't they? Mm. Uh, but I believe when it was originally formatted, for, like created, it was quite serious. And then modern stuff, a lot of people put it to Math Powerland um, about because he did a, a stand up show where he showed a picture of earth and could you recognize could you tell the difference between this picture of earth and if i painted a picture of earth hyper realistic painting could you tell the difference um and then obviously you talked to a lot of the flat earthers today and they all say that eric de bay is kind of the the big promoter because of his 200 proofs and then also mark Sargent because of flat earth clues but it's there's so many there's so many kind of lighting points throughout history but modern stuff math powerland Bay and Sergeant 
you could probably argue with the three that kind of brought it into quite a a large audience. Mm, yeah, but, they brought it away from the um, the just the people that interpreted the Bible saying the Earth was flat. They, you know, they brought it to to people coming at it from a non-religious standpoint, didn't they? Yeah, try to they tried to cram the science in, didn't they? Mm. Uh, this is an interesting one. Ryle Bricky, uh, for both, both of us, says, how long do you want to live? Is forever too long? No. <laughs> no. It, it, I mean, it does depend. I suppose it depends, you know, if if by that point, obviously, uh, the, the Earth has been swallowed up by the Red you know, yeah. and you're just drifting through space, yeah. uh, gasping for breath and on fire. That might not be so great. But even before... Uh, but if you, it depends on am I going to stay as I am now, or am I going to age significantly until, uh, you know, forever? Am I going to be? Am I going to look immensely old in a thousand years, or am I going to stay pretty much as I am? Because if I'm going to look immensely old and feel immensely old, I don't think I'll fancy that. To be honest, I don't fancy staying looking like I do for, for now. <laughs> like, maybe if I got older, that'd be an improvement. <laughs> it, it's difficult because. Like, could the human brain deal with it as well? Living forever. These are all sorts of good questions. Yeah. Um, it's quite an interesting take on it. Uh, but I would like to try. Yeah, that'd be good. It'd be good fun trying, wouldn't it? Absolutely. Yeah, it would. It would. Uh, thanks for that, Ryle. Uh, Cal, question for me. What made you want to become an astronomer and have you finished schooling yet? Thanks for the amazing content. Um, basically, I've always I've always been interested in, in the night sky. Uh um, since I was a, I don't know, about 13, 14, I was interested. Got my first telescope in my late teens. Um, I still have it. I, do you know, I, t- I, took, a, I took a year off uh, from, the, from the degree simply because YouTube has been so busy uh, mm. and I knew I wouldn't have the time to do it and I knew uh, that I needed the time to do it. So I've cu- I'm currently in a year off. If YouTube continues as it is, I may be having another year off. <laughs> Uh, but I'm, 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 I'm getting through it. And a lot of it is, a lot of it helps with YouTube as well. Uh, and I've got all the, obviously I've got all the books to hand as well, which is great. Uh, Patrick, this question is for both of you. Which one of the horrible tinfoil conspiracies is the worst? God, at the minute you've, you've got a, oh, I've got a point, anything to do with, you know, virus denial. I, I'd say at the minute. Yeah, that's very current, isn't it? Um, that that is definitely is one. The other ones I don't like are things where they think that things are hoaxes, like the, the Challenger disaster and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. It's just insensitive because, I mean, it, it clearly happened. It was on TV, and and there's families and friends of of people who died. And if it was me and people were saying that sort of stuff, I'd be I wouldn't be happy at all. What what gets me about that is, you know, uh, and I'm sure you've addressed this, that the people that are pushing that, like, they'll they'll find photographs of people with the same name who look vaguely yeah. similar. Yeah. And just assume that the people who carried out this massive conspiracy weren't even clever enough to get the people to change their name and put them in yeah. some, you know, just, know. just carried on with the same name. Yeah, yeah, why not? It's, you know, it's, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, and, and again, the guy who went out to one of these guys' homes and confronted him. Yeah. Um, it's just not on, not on at all. 
Um, it, I mean, it's, and it's all easily debunkable. You can, you know, sit, you look where these people worked at the time of the Challenger disaster, and it's like the other side of the country. Uh, and mm. it's just, you know, it's easily debunkable. Um, Ben Scaife. Uh, oh, that was that was a question you just did. Um, oh no, Ben Scaife. Question for both of you: What do you feel has been your biggest win uh, on your channels in terms of debunking? I. Uh, there was a there was a uh, somebody who was taking money off people claiming that they could talk to the dead. Um, I don't remember Mitch the psychic. I do remember, yeah. And he he took his channel down and never returned after well, I did a video a, on him. So probably that was the most impact that a single video I've ever done has had. I thought you were going to say ranty. <laughs> but you see, I never like I never did that. That wasn't that wasn't that. I'd love yeah, to take yeah. credit for it, yeah. but it, it wasn't. Uh, for me, the biggest win is how much I've annoyed flat earthers and how much they make attacking videos on me. Cause I know I've got under their skin. That's the biggest, mm. biggest win for me. Uh, Alex question for cats as a teacher, how would you handle a young student who believes in flat earth <coughs> or similar anti-science nonsense? It seems like this could become a more common issue due to YouTube and social media. Yeah. And that is a really, really good question. Yeah. Um, and I think what I would do is, <clears throat> you know, because when when you when you're a teacher, you've already got a decent relationship with with someone you're working with. You can have a proper conversation with them, yeah. unlike you know the flatters on the internet. So, you know, I, I I just ask them to explain to me why they believe that. You know, explain exactly what it is that's made them believe it, and then just show them once once we've mapped out what the reasons are and what their arguments are, show them just how weak it is. Um, and and really that it's 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 based on misunderstandings. Yeah, that's that's what I'd do. And you do it in a a, a pleasant. I think the way that you deal with them will Absolutely. be will be just as important. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. Uh, Adam Kemp, question for both of you: Do you think Planet Nine exists? And if not, what do you think is causing the strange orbital patterns in the trans-Neptunian objects? Many thanks. Great support of you both. Uh, keep up the good work. Um. I don't think, obviously, that the Nibiru thing is complete nonsense, but there is some pretty good data for the fact that there's a, there's a planet nine out there, isn't there, beyond Neptune? We we had a previous guest on the guy who directed the Behind the Curve documentary, yes, didn't we? And I was going to say, yeah. Or am I dropping a spoiler? If no, I, no, 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 no. Carry on, yeah, no, carry on. Because he, uh, he said he's he's now working with legitimate yes astronomers and astrophysicists who are hunting down this thing to see if it is there you know legitimate scientists not you know professors in universities who who are looking for that evidence but i i did see to be fair because i've been following that story a little bit since we spoke to him and i did see on the bbc news website that they, they'd been dealt a bit of a blow and it looks as though what they thought they were onto uh now needs to be either remapped or discarded Okay, interesting. I mean, it's going to make a great documentary either way, isn't it? Absolutely fascinating. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah, absolutely fascinating. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, it, the way the way he put together the flat Earth one was brilliant. So I can only imagine this one will be just as good. Yeah. Um, Alex from Vienna for both of us uh when the last flat earther falls to his knees and accepts defeat on which new battlefield will our heroes of the globe set foot on and let their opponents know that they are indestructible 
P.S. Also, what would be your life advice for getting the motivation back on track during hard times? Ooh, do you want to go first with that? Yeah, okay. I would, um, I think once the flat earthers are all dealt with, I would obviously stick to the little conspiracies as well. But I would, I, I really like the evolution stuff, uh, the anti-evolution stuff and all that sort of thing. So I'd probably concentrate a lot more on that. Uh, if if it wasn't if it was no more flat earthers, what about you? Um, I think I'd perhaps look into people who are designing products that don't clearly don't do nice what they are meant to do. You know these uh, Wi-Fi protectors and, and things like that. Um, but I like the, the second part of his question, the the motivation question when you're lacking it and. I think everyone in life goes through times when they've got ups and downs, don't they? And Absolutely. I've certainly been there and you lack motivation. And one thing that's always worked for me, always worked for me, is is to literally just start off by doing something towards your goal on, uh, if you wake up today and say, right, today I'm going to make that change. And even if it's spending two minutes, right, two minutes just doing something, gathering some, uh, start typing an email out or whatever. Two, and then the next day, right, well, I'm going to spend five minutes and then, to, and then actually pretty soon uh, the motivation sort of returns. You know, it's just to make a start. It doesn't matter how long that start is. Yeah. For me, yeah. personally, yeah. That, that's how I handle it. Um, I, I, that's absolutely brilliant advice. I've, if I ever have that sort of an issue, I will try and just forget about everything and do something I really enjoy for half a day or a day and just not think about anything and just relax and, and do what I like to do and have fun or and, and just not think about any anything in terms of what I've got to do. And then I more often than not, the next day comes along and I think, right, I need to do that. It's kind of, it kind of it's almost like a soft reset in your head. Mm. Uh, I've found that works. I mean, it might not work for some, but it certainly works for me. Uh, I think we've got an Alan Partridge fan here, Twilex. Uh, what is the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow? I can't remember the answer to that. No. Um, do you think there is a link between anti-Semitism and flat earth and other bizarre conspiracies when it comes down to explaining why the governments or elites want to control the globe earth narrative? Dig deep enough. It sounds like they're blaming the Jews while rarely explicitly saying so. I, I definitely think... Uh, definitely think so. I've seen lots and lots and lots of anti-Semitic uh, yeah. comments on on flat Earth videos and people throwing uh, insults to Jewish people around left, right, and centre. And whether they're doing it deliberately or not, I, I, I've got. I'd like to. I'd like to think they weren't, but I can't believe anyone's going to be that naive. So I definitely think in some quarters, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I agree absolutely. Uh, question from Chris Katz and Dan. Be honest. The song Simon Dan's a wanker by Mr. Cheswick. Is pretty catchy, no? Have you found yourself singing it from time to time? I try to listen once a week. Uh, I can't deny it. It is catchy. And I've even caught my wife singing it, so. But he didn't write the tune, though, did he? It was a pre-existing tune. It was a pre-existing tune. I mean, he, uh, credit where credit's due, he's good at putting the lyrics on the tunes, isn't he? He did a good job with that. He yeah. did do a good job with that. Yeah, it is catchy. And as I say, my wife sings it um, all the time. Uh, Chris again says, when are you going to drop a new video on Conspiracy Cats? The fans demand regular content. 
Um, I actually started one. So, do you know, go back a couple of questions about motivation, etc. You know, sometimes <laughs> yeah. when I'm in between videos, I'm just like, oh, I can't be bothered because it takes so long. And then I took my own advice a couple of days ago. I did five minutes. I bookmarked some videos. And then yesterday, uh, you know, I did 10 minutes. Today, I've done 15 minutes. So I'm slowly putting one together and I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bit motivated. Nice, nice. We look forward to that. Um, Hans Nilsson, for both of us, does your work as YouTubers ever get in conflict with your family lives? Not for me because I'm so inactive. Um, it takes up pretty much none of my time. Um, for me, no. However, during the summer holidays, yes. Uh, it's very difficult to um, do what I do when the kids are running around. So a lot when in the summer holidays, I revert to doing a lot of stuff in the evening. Uh, but normally, it's not not difficult at all. No. Uh, for Dan and Katz, do you ever feel like you're punching down regarding flat Earth, and that you could be making far bigger impact on weaponized stupidity by, for instance, taking a snoop around in some of the more pathologically pseudoscience subscription-only platforms? It's a good question. Yeah, I think question. sometimes, I think sometimes yeah. it's, it, you know, you're thinking about, oh, what can I make a video on? And, oh, this would be nice and easy and quick because it's just flat earth, which can be debunked like that. And so, yeah, I'll hold my hand up. Sometimes I, I do get like that. Um, and I am trying to branch out into different things. I've made, I think in the, my last sort of 10 videos, only five have been flat earth based. Um, that's bad. a good point. Yeah, yeah, no, it's absolutely true. Um, I I do think that sometimes, but where I've committed to releasing one a week every Friday. Um, I will continue to do that, but that's why I use the, the Tuesday as well to do other, other stuff. Um, but I, I am, I've been thinking a lot about it actually, the, the, the Tuesday and things like with last week's podcast with, uh, MC tune and the five G stuff, uh, is really, really good. So doing stuff like that in the future will definitely be something I'll be looking at. Um, John Paul Morrow, question for both of us. I'm very concerned by the huge amounts of misinformation out there regarding COVID-19, and a lot of it comes from seemingly credible people, uh, brackets, doctors and professors. Why do you think that these people, often with years of practical or academic study, seem to misunderstand what I would say are very simple concepts? Why do you think they would only seem to consider one side of an argument when their education would have taught them otherwise? I think you look in, I can think of like Andrew Kaufman and um, yeah. Dr. Thomas Cowan, you know, who, who do have, you know, degrees in uh, medical fields, although not virology. And I think the one or two, you know, it's just such a small number of people out of a huge field. And I'm not certainly going to make claims, but what I would say is I would be very interested uh, in hearing what a psychiatrist has to say about them and whether they are actually mentally well or not. Yeah, um, and I think it might not be down to to their intelligence. I think it might be down to something else. But that's as much as I'll say, so I don't get you sued. Dan. Well, I was going to say, <laughs> do you think some of it is notoriety? You know, trying to get their name out there, perhaps? Well, they've got a big uh, celebrity boost from it. And yeah. certainly financial. I got a, an email from them the other day because I did email Do Dr. Kaufman months ago because I wanted to chat with him. Um, and I didn't get a reply until last week, was it? And I got a reply where he was, and it was obviously a mass email. I'd been put on a list. And he was um, 
trying to sell me a ticket to an online seminar he was doing about vaccines for yeah. 20 pound yeah so financial um, financial it? reasons possibly yeah. yeah, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are there. So yeah, yeah and fan- and bit notoriety and financial. But you make a great point, though. Um, there are tens of thousands of experts uh, in virology and vaccines. People shouldn't be listening to the three or four that are coming out and saying these things because there are ninety nine percent of experts who aren't. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's the, it. That's the thing. Um. I was going to say something else on that actually. Oh yeah, do you remember that we were talking about that nurse Kate Shimarani uh, yeah. last week? You see, today the Metropolitan Police are going to investigate her for calling all NH staff Nazis. Oh, she didn't, did she? Yeah. My word. Yeah. So she's uh, got herself in a bit of hot water there. <laughs> it's great. I, I feel so. I, I don't know if you saw the BBC interview with her son. Did you? Did you ever I see didn't. That? No. He's early twenties such a well-spoken guy yeah uh, and he they just basically tracked him down and interviewed him about what it was like growing up with her as a mum, etc and he, he he was heartbroken but he just it killed the relationship between her yeah. and her kids dead yeah. uh, her, her constant sort of conspiracy minded thing and he was he was a right normal guy right nice guy he'll do really well for himself but it was it was quite an eye on her yeah it's a real shame Okay, and the last question is from Blitz. He says, "Cats, how's the missus? I saw you said she was poorly. Yeah, no, she's she's fine. Good. There you go. Good, good. Well, anyway, thank you, everyone, for sending a question in. Um, I, I tried to get through as many as possible. We will do this again. We will do this again at some point. Um, we've got, I mean, we've got plenty in the in lined up, but maybe we could do one again before we finish this run, definitely, because it, it, well, it's quite enjoyable, that isn't it? The Q and A's." It, uh, you know what it is yeah you never know it's, it's like a box of chocolates mate you never know what yeah, you're going to get absolutely absolutely uh, <laughs> yeah thank you so much everyone really appreciate you sending them in uh, we are done next week we have got Dr Shinny Samara and if anyone who hasn't seen um, Crash Course Physics she is the presenter of Crash Course Physics so that should be a good chat shouldn't it we get in there with the flat yeah very much looking forward to that yeah. very much looking forward to that so tune in for that thank you very much we're done and we'll see you then have a great week bye bye Bye-bye.